Soul Wealth, wealthy conversations that nurture the soul. Get ready for an enlightening conversation that will nurture your soul and help you live your best life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Vicki Johnson. Welcome to the Soul Wealth Radio Show. I am your host, Dr. Vicki Johnson, here on 96.3 HD4 and DCRadio.gov here on the Soul Wealth Radio Show. We have wealthy conversations that nurture the soul and I am so privileged, so blessed. I have spoken with well over 200 amazing individuals and I'm on my way to 300. And my guest today is going to bring more illumination, information, insight, and absolute inspiration. Her ninth LP through rose-colored glasses reflects constant duality in its meaning. She says that for her, generally the term means perceiving everything as great and focusing on the positives in every situation. On the other hand, it can also be viewed as giving the perception that all is great. But when we look completely through the beautiful rose-colored glasses, we find a mesh of complexities and imperfections. Often such an outlook is necessary in order to cope, she says. Her latest project is a culmination of all of the above. The first single, Not Trading You, consists of smooth, rhythmic, mid-tempo vibes. Shows that despite the ups and downs of a relationship, the good outweigh the bad. Consistent with this concept is my favorite, Long Haul, by, with Anton Amalbert on trumpet, which demonstrates unconditional love no matter what. The song, It Ain't Easy, featuring the incomparable Eric Roberson, another favorite of mine, focuses on the strength of two people who realize that relationships are not always perfect or easy to build, but love rules all and is worth it. Conversely, seeing things only through rose-colored glasses may not be in our best interest. Sometimes it's necessary to see things just as they are. Occasionally, with open communication and transparency, things could possibly turn around. This leads my guest's second single from this LP entitled Wishful Thinking, featuring B. Golden. Wishful thinking is a feel-good groove that demonstrates that things are exactly how we see them, whether or not we accept them. Another song that draws parallels is Sandcastles, featuring Oz Keys, which stresses that all relationships have been built on a solid foundation. Other standout songs are Come On and Get This Love, Happy Valley, featuring Oz Keys, Show Me, featuring Lynn Roundtree, These grooves are so funky. Listen, you will inevitably either bob your head or repeat the hooks. Black is Beautiful provides creative songwriting, letting us know that no matter what negative portrayals of Black people are in the media. My guest today reiterates in her messaging that Black people always have and will continue to be strong, resilient people. Funny 
featuring the talented Mickey Miller is another soulfully jazzy tune, encouraging others to be patient and true love will present itself right on time. My guest, along with Myron Davis and Rodney Jones, serve as the main producers on this project through Rose Colored Glasses. In addition to producers B. Golden, Mickey Miller, like roses growing from concrete, all of my guests' album titles are authentically steeped in the spirit of growth, resilience, I love this, y'all, and grown woman femininity. Through rose-colored glasses, my guest continues to build on her prolific legacy of excellence. She is my sister. We have worked together previously when I was at BET through the Wrap It Up campaign. She's a mom. She's an educator. This woman is a true Renaissance woman, and I am so happy that she has released new music into the world. Welcome to the Soul Wealth Radio Show, Kanye Doss. How are you? I am good. I am amazing. I am amazing. Listen, how did it feel? What was it like listening to me? Your bio, this piece about your latest project, back to you and just reflect back to you what you have birthed into the world with this latest project through Rose Colored Glasses. How did that feel? It felt amazing. I feel like just creating any project, especially this one during these times, um, was like an outer body experience because, you know, there was a mesh of emotions going on throughout the process of coming up with this project. And just to read that, I'm just like, wow, I'm just impressed. (laughs) I must say, and blessed, definitely blessed. How long did it take you to write and compile and complete the project? What was funny was I would say maybe like seven months mm. um, and because the, the issue was maybe a little longer than that. I, I, I would say definitely seven months, uh, seven to eight months, because the issue was people who I was collaborating with, our mindsets might have been different. So it was just trying to get aligned when everybody's energy mm. was leveled, you know, to feel motivated to even create and which was a challenge you know so we all pretty much had to be very mindful of what everybody was going through you know um some people who had gotten sick some people had a lot of losses and and just doing things so it was just being mindful and respectful of other people's time yet trying to remain creative and remain positive you know throughout the process so that's what it was like a whole bunch of mixed emotions and all over the place at at the same time staying grounded if that makes sense (laughs) it does make sense so basically you were in labor during the pandemic is that what you said oh yeah yeah definitely I mean because there were times where you would just I would I know for me just feeling anxious and scared and nervous and it was just a lot of mixed emotions and at some point I'm just like I had to stay still for a minute just to put things in perspective. And when I was able to do that, it was like there was some calm, you know, in the midst of this, what I would say, this whole covid storm and just being able to dive into it and just embracing the arts and, and realizing that actually 
it was it served as a refuge, you know, to kind of get away from all the other madness that was going on around us. I bet, you know, I bet your art was medicine. You know, I shared earlier on my social media that when we are in our creativity, we are actually in alignment with our divinity. That's when we're most like God, when we are creating. And so Mm -hmm. I can only imagine the mixed emotions of putting together such a soulful, contemplative, thoughtful, musical masterpiece. (laughs) In the midst of turmoil and uncertainty and fear, Kanye, that's amazing. I mean, have you really just stopped and thought what you have accomplished? I mean, that's really awesome that you were able to do this in the midst of all that was going on in the world. What did you have to do to get in a place of presencing is the word I want to use, your energy and and harnessing is the word, your energy to pull all of this together, not just for you, but even for those that you collaborated with. Yeah, just, you know, one thing, and I don't know what other people's practices are, but just being very prayerful and just, you know, definitely I would say I've always been like spiritual and spiritually in tune, but even more so it was just, I could just feel the presence because I don't think, at least for me, I don't think I would have been able to do anything or or half of it, a fraction of it, you know, and, you know, keeping myself, my feet planted on the ground, you know, having a child too, trying to just stay balanced mentally, physically, everything. So I definitely had a lot of help, but it was just, I'm just blessed and grateful. So that's the feeling. If I have to give an answer for that, it's just feeling grateful and blessed to be able to have, you know, such gifts given to me and being able to, to, to put things into motion and to share with the world. Listen, the greatest <laughs> gifts are given to those who can be trusted to handle them properly. Ooh. And that comes from a place, right? Like we come here, yes, with gifts, but our gifts have to be cultivated. And sometimes they're cultivated through the fire. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the yeah. Storm, right? Like, mm-hmm. talk about what it was like. There are some, and we shared before, you know, we started the conversation officially. There are just some amazing, talented, gifted artists. What in the world is in the water in Cleveland? <laughs> What's in the water? Like, let's name them. You, you really want to know? Frank no, McComb. <laughs> Frank McComb. Who else? You got LaVert, right? Mm-hmm. Jade Nova. Yes. Just a um, it's so many and, and up and coming in addition to Jade Nova, you know, on the rail and Duran Bernard, it's just so many people. But I, I think from my experiences, because like you go to the East Coast, there are so many outlets, even down South, that where people can sharpen their craft. There are places where people can share and actually have exposure here in Ohio is not a lot of that. Unfortunately, so when people get an opportunity, they're always like, okay, when I do this, it's got to be right. I'm on the grind. I want to do well. So it's like we have no other choice because when given the opportunity, you're going to have to make sure that because you never know how many times it's going to come around, have to sharpen the craft and make sure that you're giving it to people when you, when you have the opportunity. And, and it's not to be taken for granted. 
in it. So I just, I think it, it's so much talent, you know, um, in the forefront and behind the scenes. But I think that that's what it is. <laughs> that's just my opinion. That it comes from, you know, not really having access to a lot of outlets. I get that part. I sincerely, mm -hmm. sincerely, like something is in the soil in the Midwest, <laughs> in, in Ohio, in that Cleveland area. Like it's not just musically. It's, you know, on the stage and theater mm -hmm. and comedy, you know, and sports. Like Cleveland is something in the soil. I'm convinced. And one day, maybe <laughs> God will tell me. Yeah, maybe. You know, what what you that, that is. But the creativity yeah, in that area is real. It, it's a hunger. I'm telling you, because it's like when I get the opportunity, I'm just going to go for it because it, it's, it, they're very slim. That's awesome. Who inspires you, Kanye? Who and or what inspires um, you to be who you are? Where does your inspiration come from? Just people who, who, who've been before me, my family, my son, just surrounding myself around good people. Just, you know, having a lot of growing up around a lot of elders, just being, you know, just learning so much from them and paying it forward. Because I had when they say it takes a village, I for sure had a village and just trying to do well to make, you know, make them proud. Like, well, I know they're proud, you know, that I'm doing this or whatever have you, because it's because of them, you know, that made me who I am today. You know, that motivate motivates me to move forward and just to, to continue to strive to do my best. Yeah, I'm fascinated with how you show up in the world. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people know. I know we love your music. You're also an educator. And I was so fascinated by that. I'm like, you're a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> not that you don't have something to say. You know, not, that's not it at all. It, the fascination is how you are able to navigate the lanes. Like, you're the creative over here educator committed to your children and teaching. And then when we were on the road with the Wrap It Up campaign with BET, HIV, AIDS, it was just so fascinating to me that, that you were navigating, you know, multiple lanes and doing both of them well. Like, <laughs> did you always know that you wanted to do music and be a teacher? Did you ever want to be a music teacher? always music and it's funny because you know growing up as kids it's like I'm like I want to be the teacher <laughs> you know yes. yes but I always knew that I wanted to work with kids I don't know if you know this but initially when I came out of undergrad I was studying planning to go to dental school which I did get accepted to undergrad I mean not undergrad to a case Western Reserve for the dental school but that's another story but I knew that I wanted to work with kids because they said that uh, children and elders were the most difficult patients in the field of dentistry. So I'm like, I want to work with the kids. But I just always have, you know, I had my son late. So I was always like the family babysitters. I mean, I love children. And I, that's just something that has re resonated with me as long as I can remember. So I just, you know, I don't, it's just like a plan. It's like not intentionally things happen. I think God places people where you're supposed to go because everybody, you know, sometimes I'll get, well, why, you know, didn't you just do solely music and, and or vice versa? It's just like, I feel, you know, my, I'm following my intuition that I can do both. And so far, so good. Cause it was just wonderful. You know, when you guys came and the, I mean, for years, I stayed at that school for four years and they were still talking about it. 
Wow. Yeah. So you know, yeah, no, those were special times. Yes, yes. they really were. Yeah. They were special yeah. times, and I look back on those of you who traveled with that campaign, and we went all over the United States and the Caribbean, and uh, to see what you all are doing now, right, is so rewarding to just watch you win in your respective lanes. And I so appreciate it, just how how thoughtful and easy, that's the word, how easy you were. You know, Thank your you. energy was and still is so easy. And don't ever change that. Like, it's one of the things I love about you. Not only your beautiful music, your beautiful smile, your beautiful spirit, your beautiful energy. It, it is just so easy and loving. And I know that is why God continues to bless you. You know, the way, you. That, the way that you are blessed. Listen, can you share a lesson with us? Any lesson from any time in your life that yes. after you learned it, it caused you to pivot? Yes. One thing, and I'll probably tell this forever, and this was teaching, okay, if it's okay that I can. Sure, yeah. You know, when I first came and I taught um, what was called emotional disturbance, SED, severe. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we were told to be hard-nosed, you know, teaching those kids. So when I had actually went into a different category of special education, I was working with a student, and he was a very nice student, but I think he was sleeping in my class and it was a power struggle with me. And I'm like, oh, how dare you sleep in my class? So he had detention. I gave him a, a lunch detention. And then, you know, he came like he was supposed to. And he said, you know, I just, we sat for a minute and I did my work. He sat there quiet. He said, I just want you to know why I was asleep. And I was like, why? He said, um, you know, they had a, my house got raided. I guess his dad like, was like this huge drug dealer. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and they, you know, I was up all night. They came in with rifles and and, and had the, the red dots on all the children in the basement. It was horrible. And I just felt so bad. So me, that was a teachable moment for me to say, OK, rather than jumping the gun or assuming that someone's being disrespectful, you know, dig a little deeper, pull them aside mm-hmm. and find out, hey, you know, is everything OK? What's going on? So for me, from that point on. And that was like 20 plus years ago, maybe longer. You know, I'm always trying to just come from a different angle. And then to this day, the young man and his parents, they still reach out to me. I mean, he has his own family. (laughs) So it's like, you know, that was something that resonated with me. Just never assume, you know, that someone's being disrespectful or, you know, have to dig a little deeper. That's so good. Because how many times do we make assumptions? Exactly. Other people, and we're so wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was very so off. So far <laughs> off because we make their behavior about us and does not. And yeah. in alignment with your lesson, one of the things that I have practiced over the years and learned is not to ask what's wrong with you. Frequently, the question is, what happened to you? Right? That's how you dig deeper without really being intrusive. What's going on? You know, and that one open-ended question can just unlock a waterfall. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. Okay. And how can I help you or what can I do? You know, for my yeah. So teachable moments and those are things that are transferable, you know, for me, because I still do that even within my music, you know, or how I approach um the business aspect of things. 
So do you write a lot of music? I do. I do. Well, lyrically and melodically, I do. Yeah, Um, yeah, I do all the time. (laughs) But I wish, I mean, I wish I would have really dove into actually playing the keys because I can play little melodies to get the ideas across. But other than that, I'm always writing something. Like if I'm driving, I'm like, the people probably looking at me like I'm crazy because if I get an idea, I'm like, let me hear if I try to record this in my phone before I forget. Because it's like those moments, and if you don't capture it right then and there, it'll go blank completely. Isn't that something how God drops those seeds, right? And it's like, you better catch it. Yeah. (laughs) You better catch it while you can. Listen, I'm going to ask a similar question, Mm -hmm. albeit it is different. Share a moment with us, Kanye, that changed your life forever like after the moment happened you knew I'll never be the same after this <laughs> that's easy <laughs> having my son uh land and blue it was just like oh my god you know because um I had come to terms I'm like you know um and I think I just kind of justified not having kids I'm like you know I'm just it wasn't meant for me to have a son I said a son because I, I asked for a son you know, I'm going to dive into my music and my career. You know, that's just something I missed out on. Mm-hmm. And one day I was just like, oh, God, I would love to have a son, but I know it'll never happen. And I swear to you, like a year later, I had a I had a myomectomy because I had fibroids. So, you know, of course, especially in the African-American community, people, a lot of physicians, first thing they want to do is hysterectomy. And right. somehow I stumbled upon this doctor and she removed it and she was like, don't get pregnant. I'm like, whatever. And then six months later, pow, I knew my life is like, I have a new name now, you know, not just Kanye, not just Miss Doss, it's mom. So, yeah. yeah. And that just, that whole paradigm shift for me was just like, I love music and I love teaching, but Right now, there's an individual depending on me that I have to put before myself. And from that point on, I, I have never, I, I haven't been the same. Wow. <laughs> they do change you. They change oh, yeah. You. Yes. Yes. It's, 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 we don't know. We need to change. But they, they do. And so many of my guests, that has been their answer. Like when I had my son, when I had my daughter. Or when I got married, you know, it changed my life. It changed me. It made me a different person. It, you know, really made the well of love deeper. It's like, you, you don't even know you can love someone like that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been like the auntie and I love my, my nieces and nephews dearly. Yeah. yeah. But when you have your own, not that you love anybody, any, it's not you lose love for anybody. It's just different. It's different. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah, very, very, very different. What are you grateful for? I'm grateful just to be. I'm grateful for my family for for having good people around me. You know, who when my level of discernment is not where it needs to be, they they come in champion from. You know, I just think I'm a vivid believer that people that are in our lives are soulmates. So I'm very grateful just for my mom. You know, if it wasn't for her, I I just, I don't even think she knows how amazing she is. And just appreciating, I'm grateful for for connecting and and feeling the presence of those, you know, my ancestors. It's just because I'm big on genealogy. So 
it's just, it's just, I'm just grateful just to be and just to be around so many amazing people and, and to, for health, health, that's another story. It's just being, being able to, to stay healthy to a certain degree and, uh, and appreciating and valuing my health. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like that, that was a lot, but, uh, yeah, no, it, wasn't. no it was just what it needed to be. You know, there's no measurement or judgment of any of your responses. It's exactly exactly what we need to hear. And it's exactly what you needed to say at the time that you said it. So I appreciate that. You mentioned your genealogy as we're wrapping up here. Have you done an ancestry test or a DNA test? Do you do you have you studied where you're from and who your ancestors are? Yes, yes. And unfortunately, because my father was deceased, I could not trace, you know, DNA wise, the paternal. I'm going to say my brother can do it, but I've done probably every ancestry test that you can think of. But what was the most amazing thus far was the African ancestry. And I found my maternal lineage for her, you know, how it goes back to your all your maternal, maternal, maternal. Right. Um, and it goes to uh, the Balanta tribe of, of Guinea-Bissau. So I'm like, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that I'm, is awesome. Shout out to Gina Page. You know, yeah. she's been here as a guest on the Soul oh, Radio Show. And I've done my lineage as well. Back to the Mindy people in Sierra Leone. What? Um, <laughs> yes. And uh, the Igbo tribe in Nigeria. And, you know, I talked about the Native American Cherokee and Creek. Um, yeah. So it, it's something when you know where you came from, isn't it? It is. It, it is. And I, yeah. And then the other, see, that's the only one that, you know, directly connected to an actual ethnic group where the other ones just tell you, oh, you're Nigerian. Right. So I did get those as well, but um, not, not that in depth. So. You know, I still want to know more of my mother, you know, her other lineages. So, but this is a place to start. And I've been doing my family genealogy, like with the trees. I can go back pretty far. Well, as far as I'm concerned, 1810, that's far. Yeah, that's far. <laughs> um, yeah but, I, but needless to say, the, the rumor, oh, you know, such and such had high cheekbones. They was Indian. Look, you want to know 1%. I don't know how accurate it is, but mine was only... One percent indigenous. <laughs> so well, listen, listen. You're beautiful, all of you. I appreciate you. Thank you. I'm so grateful for through rose colored glasses. Your ninth LP, which is powerful. How can our listeners connect with you, Kanye? I am on Instagram under Kanye Doss. I'm under on Twitter under Kanye D. My website is www.kanyedoss.com. And as far as music, they can find my music on all the, you know, streaming services. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with us on the Soul Wealth Radio Show here on 96.3 HD4 and bcradio.gov. Thank you all for listening to us. I invite you to visit my website, vickijohnson.com. I am on most social media platforms at all things Vicky. And Vicky is V-I-K-K-I. Listen, soul wealth is your birthright. It is your inheritance. So go out into the world, live with passion, 
live with purpose, live with intention. Don't make assumptions. <laughs> Dig deeper, as Kanye so eloquently shared with us. Check out her new music again through rose colored glasses at kanyadoss.com. Listen, go out, live full so you can die empty. Until next time, peace. You've been listening to Soul Wealth, wealthy conversations that nurture the soul with Dr. Vicki Johnson. Soul Wealth is not just a brand. It's a lifestyle of vision, compassion, authenticity, abundance, and legacy created one conversation, one choice at a time. For more information, visit VickiJohnson.com or click on soulwealth at dcradio.gov.